Do you have a backlog of customer interviews that you'd like to turn into case studies? Digital Sunshine Solutions can help. Give us your interview recording, customer information, and your messaging, and we'll create the narrative for your case study. For an extra charge, we can format the case study for you or even do the interview. Visit digitalsunshinesolutions.com for all the info. Welcome to the Tech Aunties Podcast, where we're bringing you industry context and vision from myself, Angelia McFarland, and Gina Rosenthal. On each podcast, we will share our marketing and technology industry experiences along with the tea. Listen to us as we explain the past so you can have context to understand and create your own version of the future. So let's get into it. Angelia, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Excited. Are you are you excited to talk about the edge some more? I'm always excited to talk about the All edge. right. Well, today we have a guest who knows all about edge. Her name is Natasha Gorov, and she is a consultant product manager at Dell Technology in the Edge business. Um, her bio is impressive. She's accomplished results results driven product management with a customer first approach and broad based expertise in leading effective product strategy, defining product vision, representing the voice of the customer. You should love that. Driving user experience, market opportunities, extensive cross-functional coordination and revenue growth. All of us like that. She has a demonstrated record of success and achievement marked by positions of increased influence, authority and accountability. Recognized with multiple awards and accolades for top performance. She says, what drives me is innovation at every front. What keeps me going is the opportunity to learn something new each day. And what keeps me content is rising by lifting others around me. Welcome, Natasha. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. We're super happy to have you. Um, Do you have your tea? Are you ready to chat with the aunties? Oh, definitely. I have my coffee with me. Okay. That counts. That, the caffeine. that counts. Coffee's okay. <laughs> yeah, because my tea is iced, so it's not even hot <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I think anything. So we have. Um, so that was like a really great. I love your um, bio there, but so wh- what do you actually do? We know you're at Dell and you're a product manager. What else can you tell us about yourself? Um, so do you want to know about my product management um, history? Um, because I already talked about myself. Um, so here at Dell, I've been close to 11 plus uh, years, uh, really long. And I've worn multiple hats uh, from being an engineer um, in the storage domain to leading the API strategy uh, across uh, uh, business units here at Dell. Um, to storage automation plugins, uh, driving North Star projects, and off late for a couple of years, I have been living and breathing Edge. All right. Uh, this has been a passion project of mine ever before this Edge business unit was uh, was officially um, formed. It dates back to 2015-2016, um, where I was focusing on industrial IoT. Ah, okay. So... That yep. makes a lot of sense. And so, 
so hang on a minute. So 11 years ago, so did you come over with Compellent? No, EMC. You came from EMC. So you came, oh, okay. So you're from the EMC days. Okay. And that's why you're in Massachusetts. Okay. Makes total sense. I used to live in Milford. Oh, I, uh, I live close by. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, uh, yeah, I, Dell convinced me to come and build their storage uh, communities when they were buying all the storage companies and EMC walked me out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I met Angelia because we were in, we were product marketers for the storage organization when all that was happening. Yes. <clears throat> oh well, our paths do cross. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, storage storage women are the best. Like <laughs> I, I do believe that we're pretty smart. So okay, so since you have immersed it and you were all into it from the I, industrial IoT days, which that's actually interesting. Um. Everybody thinks Dell, everybody has their own definition for edge. So I've been asking everybody that's come on, what's your definition for edge? Yeah. Um, So I love to take a step back uh, before we jump into what what edge computing is, right? So um, let me give you a quick uh, history and then get to this one. Okay. So from old times, we know like the very norm of centralized form of management, right? Where we used to have large mainframes for processing data. And believe me, it was working great. We all know that. But the factors around us have changed. Factors like emerging edge data sources, IoT devices, telemetry, streaming data platforms. There is growth of AIML. In the past two years, we have heard about generative AI, predictive maintenance, computer vision, right? Then the emergence of multi-cloud. Not one customer, enterprise customer that I know of who doesn't have multi-cloud at this very moment. That's interesting. IDOT convergence. Because now we are not talking about silos. We are talking about operational technology systems, which is very much connected to the IT systems from edge to core to the cloud. And why? Because the connection, the convergence needs to happen to drive the business outcomes. And last factor being security. I mean, in the last, again, five, six, seven years, there have been so many security breaches. So this is top priority for enterprise customers. Mm -hmm. And it's all about connecting and securing all the uh, points deployed through the uh, by the OT uh, teams, ensuring that the physical as well as the cybersecurity of assets across the enterprises is literally secured. Right. So all in all, I mean, the business needs have changed, and clearly, this centralized approach of management would not work out at all. Um, by the way, <laughs> it's interesting that edge computing dates back to 1990s. Mm-hmm. Um, it was first kind of emerged when Akamai is with Akamai's CDN, the content delivery networks. Yep. What they did was they simply placed the nodes closer to the end users. And what that helped was with faster computation, minimizing the latency and the uh, 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 bandwidth bottlenecks. So no matter which business or which vertical are you talking, whether it's manufacturing, whether it's retail, whether it's energy utilities, it's all about the desired outcome, right? Uh-huh. Basically catering to the des- uh, desired outcome. Now, let's unpack this a little bit. So we talked about shift from client server to cloud and now onto edge. Uh, there are various ways how you can segment 
the edge or have the definition of edge but here at dell we define it as where data is acted on near its point of creation to generate immediate essential value so that dell definition has that changed cuz you said you got involved with this back in the when you were doing some work with industrial iot so has that definition evolved since um edge has become more ubiquitous no no uh since the akamai cdn i mean the progression the way it has happened the way definition of where the processing the data where it's being generated is is the very heart of it mm-hmm. you don't have to send all of the data aggregated and sent to the cloud sent to the core data center no parse it analyze it process the data right where it's generated to generate immediate essential value and it holds true even now so that hasn't changed okay the another way to look at it uh, at edges this series of locations right so edge can range from autonomous vehicle um to the satellite in space or your ekg machine in healthcare in your hospitals to the literally the stadium where taylor swift was giving her performances <laughs> because you want literally to process that data immediately Okay, it's all boils down to the customer experience, right? So the EKG one's exci- interesting, right? So I have um, AFib, and I get EKGs all the time. But I also have a little cardia advice uh, device that I I put it on my knee, and it connects to my cell phone. And it does some stuff. So I'm not sure if it's in, I actually don't know how it works. It's in the app on my phone. And then um, the the uh, some kind of work happens with between the app, I guess, and the cloud to say, oh, yes, you're an AFib. No, you're not an AFib. So it is, when I have that little device on my knee, is that the edge? You Definitely. Definitely. That accounts for edge as well. I mean... we don't realize how much we are every day in touch with edge your handheld phones mm-hmm. your connected homes the security system we are talking about everything accounts for edge because think about it the example that you cited right if you have a blood pressure machine or a uh, or you are taking you know uh, measuring the blood sugar mm-hmm. you don't want to wait for so long to get the insights right in today's yeah. world as consumers as users we need immediate insights yeah. we don't want to wait for another two days to be able to uh, you know get this core uh, correlation of data happening right i mine if it comes back that i'm in afib i actually have medicine from the doctor to take when thankfully it doesn't happen a lot it happened last night that's why it's on the top of my mind <laughs> cuz i'm exhausted from being in afib and having a hailstorm at the same time but um yeah like i have to take the medicine as soon as i can to knock me back into normal sinus rhythm so yeah i can't wait it needs to happen immediately that uh, kind of uh, not kind of but that lines up with Natasha's definition because the value in that particular moment is your health and your continued yeah. being <laughs> i know literally on this, on this planet <laughs> and being able to have that 
information right there at your fingertips is really the the true value of edge. Uh, absolutely. But I want to just want to point out, you always make everything so depressing. <laughs> Dang. She hates. It's not depressing. If I you was... being alive is not depressing. <laughs> right, Natasha? That's goodness. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, let me think about my mortality when I'm in the middle of trying to talk about the edge. Come on now. <laughs> No, I, I think that's so what has changed? I mean, you've been, you know, really passionate about this for the last several years. Um, like to me, I think it's amazing that I have a device where I can take my EKG and it can be analyzed and I can so I can know if if I do need to take, you know, the medicine I need to take or not. But um that that to me is just amazing. So for you, what have you seen that's changed that yeah. empowers um, some of the, the being able to find meaning, you know, to the data we're constantly generating? What's right. I mean, with the emergence of with uh, with the emergence of cloud and now onto edge, the in, there is an interesting, uh, you know, the Gartner prediction: seventy five percent of the data by twenty twenty five will be processed outside of the traditional data center. Mm. And that speaks volumes, right? Think about it. Like years back, we it, cloud was the thing, all of the data being sent to the cloud, being processed. Now 75% will be outside of the data center, mm. whether public or private. Mm. So, Natasha, can you, you talked about security earlier. That to me, if you're an enterprise, if you're an enterprise IT professional, that that's kind of scary, right? Because now I had, we, we're, we're, we've gone through all these breaches. Even when I had control, we were having breaches. Now I don't have control of the environment that 75% of the data is being processed in. How, how do you have that conversation with like an IT manager? Yeah, great point. And uh, um, I would a little bit deep dive on as Dell, what we are doing, especially with the product we launched literally two weeks back, right? So what we have been uh, hearing from our customers is the kind of constraints they have at the edge, right? They have little to no local IT support. So think about you walk into Starbucks, right? At the Starbucks retail shop, at the back room, there might be a server residing, right? Mm -hmm. That is literally that is literally edge. Mm -hmm. And we have to make sure that that particular box is secure by each and every means. So let's talk about the constraints and that will be a nice segue into the security aspect of it. So we, we said that there is literally no IT, uh, local IT support, right? Your point of sale, your the uh, like you literally walk into a Starbucks or or any coffee shop, right? Enterprise uh, coffee shop, and it's uh, it's all being monitored. So there is image processing happening, mm. and they are literally on the fly improving the customer experience. You are getting that consistent experience because you don't want to be in a, in a queue for your favorite latte and. Uh, and being said that we ran out of so-and-so, right? Milk right. or whatever. So that is a consistent user experience. And in the back room, you have the box residing, which is literally managing all of this. Somewhere it's being, this data is being sent out beforehand that, hey, you would be running out of 
cream, coffee, and so on. So, from a supply chain perspective, this uh, retail shop needs to be um, refilled with uh, with whatever, right? So, that that box is so critical because it has customer data, it has a point of sale data, it has literally all of the in information. And off late, we have been seeing so much of the security breaches. And that's the same kind of conversations we are happening having with manufacturing customers as well. With manufacturing, it's a little more scary because of the fact that every minute, if you are stopping production due to security or for whatever reason, it is accounting to so many million dollars hmm. loss in revenue. Yes. Right? So it's 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 really scary. And uh, the product that we launched native edge two weeks back that is addressing the exact problem of security there is a concept of secure device onboarding okay so given that at the edge sites you do not have this uh, id support what here at dell listening to the customer feedback we did was we'll send you the box and all what you got to do is plug in the network cable and power it on period nothing else you don't have to do anything and what it that is doing is it's connecting to a software which is kind of the main centralized management software managing the fleet of devices and it's doing a secure device onboarding to that what that means is when you are literally switching it on is when you are getting the actual host os software being onboarded and provisioned not getting too technical but the crux of it is that when these boxes, these servers and gateways leave Dell factories, it is digitally signed. It is digitally signed so how, cryptographically. See, I want to get so technical. That, <laughs> huh? I want to get technical. So how is it doing that? Is it with a TPM chip? Yes, uh, there, is, uh, uh, there is TPM. Along with that, there is a... A cryptographically um, signed signature on that box. So think about that you place an order that I want Edge server, Dell Edge server, right? Mm. And as soon as you, in the ordering process, you check the box, essentially it is signed with a digital signature, part of it. The other part goes to this it uh, goes to this orchestration management, the central management that I was talking about. And at the time it's being uh, manufactured, there is a very slim factory OS that is onboarded. So think about it. You take this box, it's being shipped onto the customer site. And during this whole process, for whatever reason, if it is tampered with, we will get to know that. Mm -hmm. The box is a host OS. It's completely immutable. You cannot touch the box at all. When it connects with the what we call as the edge, native edge orchestrator, the management software, right? When you power it on, these two things connect because edge orchestrator is on a lookout for, hey, what is, where is that other piece of the puzzle, right? Mm -hmm. It connects and then there is a concept called late binding where you are actually provisioning the software on that device later on when it is connected so it minimizes the process that a person has to go at the retail sites all what they gotta do is just plug in the network cable and power it on 
there you do not need id support at the edge side whatsoever now so if it comes with an os so the os is um picked by the customer or is it just one type of os for everybody we we will definitely be catering to multiple oss okay so that comes that mini version it gets plugged in cuz it sounds a lot like very old school jumpstart and kickstart <laughs> you have but you you don't have to do the the pixie stuff it's just the os is you've got it all the way to the os layer and then with the provisioner is that customized by the customer to provision whatever like starbucks software will go on that server once it's up and running great question see there there's so there are two parts of this right one we talked about the server or the gateway itself right that getting the host os late binding occurring when it is actually being powered on and we through secure component verification we are verifying all of that right now the second aspect is the customers deploying their software so starbucks for example will have uh, for their business needs they have a software for point of sale mm-hmm. right and the beauty of this hardware the beauty of this servers and gateways will be that it can host both virtualized workloads as well as containerized workloads so a single box is going to host vms as well as containers mm-hmm. so if you have a legacy brownfield application we can take that and it can be put as a vm it can be run as a vm or cloud native applications also can reside on the same box um as containers okay and so from a security standpoint then two questions right first of all starbucks manager gets mad cuz they're not paying him enough so he decides he's going to take the little server with him and turn it into his gaming server what happens if the what happens if cuz this is the edge right what happens, what happens if, if the device just disappears yeah. yeah if it disappears you have no ability that's what if you open the box you literally open the box but there is no access the host os is immutable you don't have access whatsoever right the only way to access is through uh the centralized management so in other words you cannot change it to your own gaming server but if it's, it will just simply shut down it will not work it'll just be bricked yep okay all right are you good so far and- i'm well i'm you all have gone through a bunch of technical stuff <laughs> i'm good because i i have a technical chop so the question is 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 how how much do you want? Like, I, I think most people don't understand what an immutable um, software load is. OK, well, let's talk about that. What does that what do you mean when you say that the OS is immutable? So in layman terms, it means is that you cannot change the bits reside re- sitting on, on that layer. Yeah. Does that make sense? In layman terms, it's like you 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 just cannot change the bits. It's like if you have a phone. Oh, I get it. I'm trying. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm trying to say it too. So I think this would be a good example. If you have a phone, so I have an Android phone. But if I want to, if I want to jailbreak my Android Android phone and put, I don't know why I'd want to put Apple on it. Let's just say I'm crazy and I want to go backwards because <laughs> Apple is awesome. She would want to put Anyways. Apple on it. So, <laughs> but if you just wanted to change. Yes. I can't do that with these Dell server, these Dell cloud gateways. They are just 
that operating system. And, and the other it's, it's beyond that, right, Natasha, because it's, it's beyond just being able to break into it, change it. You can't change it because it's been digitally signed at the factory to do a specific thing. And it, how, how, how much does that tracking take into a place? So it's, it, you know that it's going to have this particular OS. That's, is that what's digitally signed as the OS or is it actually the hardware as well? The hardware as well. The hardware as well. So with Native Edge, uh, basically, uh, the so two parts of the puzzle, right? We talked about the hardware piece and we talked about the orchestration, the orchestration layer, meaning the centralized management. So this Native Edge orchestrator is basically what handles the device onboarding and secure uh, uh, provisioning. The, the piece that we talked about, right? One, think about as a bill. You tore it up. Uh, you tore it apart into two pieces. One, you put it in the hardware when it was being manufactured, and the other one is uploaded to this to to this edge orchestrator, the centralized management. Um, uh, once you get that up and running, right? Mm. And uh, once the uh, basically after um, it it is uh, uh, powered on, then that's when it kind of detects that okay this is a valid this is a valid hardware you cannot just uh, bring in any hardware and try to onboard it into the edge orchestrator it will not it will simply not work mm-hmm. and uh, you have this so basically you cannot tamper with the runtime os on this one I th- given that it is immutable i think the piece that is missing for people who aren't technical is that typically security has gotten so good that it is hard to hack into something that is fully up and running and has all security pieces. And so hackers have been looking for vulnerabilities. And one of those Mm -hmm. vulnerabilities has been at startup because the server doesn't know what it's going to be yet. And so they've been able to go in. And so what Natasha is explaining is that, you know, and, and also during the supply chain, hackers have been, um, identifying vulnerabilities throughout the supply chain. So when Natasha is describing is when it leaves the factory, it has to look the exact same way when it hits your floor. Um, and that gives you the confidence that there has not been any undesired intrusion into your hardware when you plug it in. It's a little beyond that, though, right? It's not, it looks the same way. It it's is. Actually, it's, it's, it's signed. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, the, yes. it has to be that particular one. But my point is, is you guys are going with the technical piece. <laughs> and and so, so for someone who's not technical, what that signature does is it gives you the confidence that, that, that one. this particular box <laughs> yeah. came off of this particular line and it's yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be in this particular store. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and nobody's nobody's touched that between in that place. And then and then the or- once the orchestrator takes control, then the then the rest of the security features are now loaded onto the box that m- make it so that when Bob from who's the the barista who's mad now right decides to grab the box and take it home hopefully starbucks has it in some sort of cage but um let's say he has the key to the cage and he grabs the server and tries to take it home that this orchestrator load um the security from that is now resident on the server as well right natasha yes and not to further complicate but there is a whole concept of zero trust right 
you would have heard about this from you know the national institute of uh, standards and technology nis zero trust and uh, there are several tenets to that um to a, for for a layman all what it is is that anything external internal is not going to be trusted right so mm-hmm. there is it's not a security is not just a piece when mm-hmm. we talk about security it's the root of trust so we are talking about hardware attestations we are talking about secure device onboarding we are talking about supply chain then comes in your users we, there comes in your devices with the uh, authentication and authorizing the ne- the networking pieces the application isolation uh, uh, then the data itself the security orchestration so at every single layer we have security built in mm. so it's not just one piece the piece that i was describing was the key value proposition of our product which is the secure device onboarding by the way there's something called fido which i'm not going to get into it will be further <laughs> complicate things but just from you know the zero trust pillars we have to think on the lines of zero root of trust you know users devices networking application workloads practically uh, anything and everything because you just cannot trust it it's a far you know i i think a lot of what i think about too is managing um co-locations back 15 20 years ago this is a far cry from that you know because those i don't think we ever got hacked but boy sure wouldn't have been very hard <laughs> to do and it and all of this is critical because the constraints are different the mm. where we are the edge itself it's it's unlike a data center which is a, in a very uh, temperature controlled highly secure environment mm. right here we are talking about uh, you know hardware and environmental diversity right. it could be extreme dust it there could be mm. shock and vibration or a mobile uh, you know truck that we are talking with a refrigeration mm. you know uh, for yeah. across, from the supply chain standpoint um there is distributed system operations uh, so it's all kinds of things what's the most interesting uh solution you've seen so far for the edge i'm going to talk about dell uh dell uh, <laughs> native edge and the validated design right so uh the way dell is catering to uh, find a solution not even a solution how to help customers achieve their business outcome is through three pillars where dell shines is definitely the broadest portfolio of uh, our hardware servers optiplexes the hardware side of things right and now this is edge optimized we just talked about secure device onboarding the second aspect is and let me brief you on this one when we spoke with customers and believe me hundreds of customers enterprise customers the biggest issue was them figuring out isvs independent software vendors which will achieve their business outcome then figuring out which uh, you know what will be the relevant compatible hardware and then stitching all these pieces together for day 0 day 1 and day 2 operations yeah so what dell did was dell came up with validated design for edge and there is no one solution which is going to fit all yeah manufacturing has different business outcomes it could be yield optimization it could be connected workers for retail industry it's different for healthcare it's different right so there is a validated design which is a reference architecture that we have stitched together and literally you can order so it's a it's kind of a turnkey solution mm. the last piece is the dell native edge which was kind of released 2 weeks back which is 
enabling the edge hardware and solutions for you to quickly deploy it's very easy to manage and secure and really cost effective well i know you guys do a lot with um medical too i can remember being at at, at dell world and seeing you know the the fake hospital set up yes right so that mercy ships I think, yeah, and the Mercy ships. I think those are kind of, they, come on, Natasha, what's your favorite, ed- you love Edge so much. What's your favorite thing you've seen? One that's publicly available, One that you Natasha. can talk about. I mean, uh, last year I did publish a blog on on healthcare that was based on my maternity experience. Oh. And how we could, uh, how we can improve a patient experience because I had a COVID baby, right? And oh. uh it was it was intense. So right now, I I, I believe this uh, manufacturing is is definitely interesting. Hospital was close to my heart because again, I was I was dealing with that. Oh, so, well, I'm sorry yeah. you went through a hard time with that, but congrats on the baby. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we had somebody on from the CTO from Edge Gap on, and they are very maniacally focused on um, gaming. And that was very interesting type of use case to make sure that there's no lag in games. And how do you do that? And how do you put the how do you put that um, workload closer to the individual gamers? So that's kind of another big question um, because we've seen a big shift to the way applications are created. Um, is what is there a best practice? So if you're trying to develop uh, an application or or some work on the edge, is there a best practice to how you should um, architect your application environment? Uh, uh, yes, actually. Uh, so we just talked about the validated design reference architectures, right? Mm-hmm. What we have for... Uh, for uh, manufacturing, we have for retail, uh, energy is there, digital cities is there. So I'll mm. give you a quick example, which is out there for manufacturing. So Litmus is one of the ISBs again, right? And at Edge, believe me, it it is it is like you are only as good as the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. This is the statement because no one company can solve it all, right? Because the use cases are so diverse. Mm-hmm. So in manufacturing, we literally have protocols prowl, and that's what Litmus is cratering to. And we have partnered with Litmus, okay. and we have a very curated uh, architecture, like a, a reference architecture, which customers can just purchase it and and deploy it. Having said that, to your uh, to your point, let's talk about the different personas at Edge, and that will kind of give you your answer. Uh, for the applications. So when we talk about the personas at Edge, we are looking at operational technology, uh, SMEs, right? Who are literally on the plant force uh, or rather the infrastructure operations. We have application developers. Mm -hmm. We have system integrators. We have ISVs, the independent software vendors like Litmus, PTC, Deep North, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have data scientists, because of the uh, plethora of data being, you know, data model and inference at the edge. Mm-hmm. Security officers, again, it's another category. And lastly, the DevOps, the whole CI CD. So to answer your question, 
it is no more a monolithic singular application that you can think of it as a solution to achieve a desired outcome okay good now point. we are talking about now we are talking about desired outcome with application workload spanning from edge to cloud yeah you are processing the data whatever data say is being collected from multiple so let's take your healthcare example right um from ekg machines to uh, to blood pressure they are being entered into the epic application that's mm-hmm. being stored right and then the data is being correlated all what is happening so there is inferencing which is happening at the edge on the servers and gateways residing right on the premises right and then for further data modeling call it uh, uh you know um for further data training it is being sent on a frequent yeah. basis whatever that policy is regulation is and you are sending it to the cloud yeah on that on that cadence so it's no more a siloed application in in all honesty it's it's a distributed application workload is how i see it yeah that's a really good point and all of those personas you name it's kind of interesting because that's a data center that's all of the personas in a data center pretty much right and now all of a sudden they're having to be distributed themselves and it is right it is that's a pretty interesting point too because here is the thing you have now this concept of near edge far edge um it's not no more just edge right yeah yeah so and these personas will be um uh, kind of d- um, divided all over um uh, let me know if you want me to cite a sample scenario or something which i can walk you through from a- application workload perspective how it w- how it would work maybe did you have a question first before we get there my question has changed but yes <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I was, I was, um, I'm sorry. I mean, it's so much information. It's so exciting. So Natasha, um, you, you talked about near edge, far edge, cloud, all these different uh, computing um, places of compute or locations of compute. Yes. What is your vision for the future of computing? I'm not going to say edge or cloud. Do you? What do you think? You personally, not in your role, um, and and please don't. I'm not asking you to give up any information on what what what's aligned with your job. But personally, what do you you think the future of computing is going to look like? That's a good question. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, great question. Actually, that will make me definitely think. But I'm going to take back my uh, take me back to my hospital visit. uh during maternity right and the hassle that i had to go through not naming hospitals the doctors which by the way they are doing great job but only if they had the insights and the data handy mm. so i walk into a um, uh, a hospital as a patient i want that kind of experience where i don't have to connect the data in terms of my obgyn and my internal medicine and other doctors right mm-hmm. the data should be correlated so i'm looking the way i'm imagining is it sh- it should not be edge core cloud it should be data fabric Ooh. and data movement is happening seamlessly and right off the bat in real time i am able to get the insight what i'm looking for mm. without having to go through in circles you know picking yes. this data yes. i think on the other side right the 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 
health healthcare provider experience how easy will that be for them yeah and we've all experienced that kind of thing so this leads to my second my actually which was my first question which was more of an insight is that vision and then what you guys were talking about just a few minutes ago leads me to an auntie insight that says if you're in college right now right the roles that we keep telling people are the jobs are they're they're like changing in our, before our faces, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, data scientist. I, the first time I heard somebody talk about a data scientist was about six or seven years mm-hmm. ago, and now we talk about them like they've been around forever, and um, and and we're getting to the point where everybody has to understand data. So whether you're a doctor, whether you're in medical school, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're right, all of these people have some area of data, whether you're a marketing person, Mm -hmm. there's some part of this data landscape where you need to have a level of competence that aligns with your profession. And uh, I think, I think that that is my auntie insight. Mm, I like it. And layer it with that data, data management, ethics of data, how, in what capacity are you going to use it? And then comes in, your data governance, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these, uh, you know, aspects kick in. It's it's just like it's mushrooming. So yes, yeah. for real. Okay, so we are unfortunately getting close to the end of time. So I want to help us round up. This was really good. It was a lot of tech, so I'm very happy. <laughs> Angeli has been dra- dragging all of my tech spots into, into the marketing. Way into marketing. She gets so upset with me, Natasha, I but do. I can't help it. Marketing is so important. Yes, it is. But so is tech. Or you wouldn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> All right. So, Natasha, we usually try to bring some tea to every episode. We've had a lot of tea already. I think we've talked about some good things. But I want to kind of end it. Um, I, I know we, we we were talking about this uh, when we were talk- just a little bit ago as we go into this whole change. Because we're looking at a, a seismic shift kind of like as we saw from the mainframes to three tier. Now we're going from three tier into this edge landscape. Um, And we're also seeing at the same time, we're seeing some pretty big companies turn into, um, instead of the new cool fancy things, they're kind of, they're just ubiquitous. And thinking about VMware in particular. So it's just something that's there, that's important, that's solid, that will always be part of our architectures, but it may not be, the cool new thing anymore. I think we've yet to see what the the big cool new thing, we're getting set up for it for these edge architectures. But what would you tell people, like maybe kids in college or even um, people that have been in the industry for the last 10 years working hard on cloud and working hard on three-tier applications, what would you tell them to get ready for um, working with the edge? So one thing is very clear that neither is data center, neither is cloud, neither is edge going away. It has, it will be a mix, right? With any enterprise customer that we are looking at, they are going to have public private clouds and they are going to have edge. Um, So how do I say this? Like think of edge as another, another location, but the, but the use cases are different. Uh-huh. The the constraints are different. 
So how would you solve for this? This is another problem to solve. So how would you solve keeping in mind these factors and constraints and coming up with a solution where you are actually able to achieve whatever the business outcome is, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I like that. And I think that's probably, I think I'm really excited about Edge too. I'm actually going to go, I'll be a delegate on Edge Field Day um, next week, actually, out there. So that's always fun to hear who's coming and 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 to talk about the the new technologies that are applied. But for me, because I was a sysadmin for a while, and that's how I came in through all of this stuff. But um, for me, it's like, all the stuff we really wanted to do back in the day, all of a sudden we have the technology to do it because it's always been for sysadmins. It's about, it is about the data. It's about managing the data and protecting the data and making sure the data is always available. So now all of a sudden we have the means to do it. I don't know. Do you kind of feel the same way? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. It's pretty. Yeah. Now it's, uh, we, we have, so you rightly, absolutely rightly asserted, the, the technological advancement that was needed mm. because to be so in a, given any era right a product will be successful a solution is successful if there is a business need and the technological advancement along with that the ecosystem yeah. whether you're talking 5g whether you're talking about isv vendors whether so you need you gotta have these everything in in place and we have those pieces mm. of the puzzle right now available to achieve this it's super cool well natasha thanks for being on where can people find you if they wanted to especially see some more of your blogging uh yes my blogs have been all over the place i <laughs> pull i put one in chart for you that was rt insights okay um uh, blogs at Dell. So yes, you can find me on LinkedIn for okay. sure. Natasha Gaurav. All right. Well, we'll make sure we have that link on there too. Yes. Thank th- thanks thank a lot you, for Natasha. joining us. It was great. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Tech Aunties podcast. If you have a topic you would like us to cover, please connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram. You can also find this episode and others at techaunties.com. Until next time, y'all be sweet.